0: Everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey, locker room live, postgame. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of Fun and Games for the evening. Well, that's it, fam. That's the season. The uh, Flyers were eliminated in a pretty unspectacular fashion tonight. Getting blown out by the uh, powerhouse, New Jersey Devils. Yeah, this team's really still fighting, let me tell you. My God, just what a shit season. What a shit game. I, thank God it's over. Like, yeah, they have... What is it now? Six games left? Five? I don't even remember. I think it's six games. At least there's no, oh, well, they, yeah, it's just over now. It's just, we can move on. We can all just move on with uh, with our lives, really, because, you know, hey, the Eagles got Devonta Smith, and if anyone wants to talk about that, we can, because, Jesus, this game was pointless, absolutely freaking pointless. Let's just get right to the speaker request. Let's lead it off with Nikki Hall. Nikki, you're live on the postgame.
1: Bill, my friend, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Well, I'm actually not too bad. Not necessarily, I didn't really pay too much attention to this game. But the reason I'm actually not too bad is I am fully vaccinated. And although it's not going to be until the 20th when everything starts taking effect, I am honestly glad to get that out of the way.
0: It's uh, it's a lot like this season. It's just nice to know, like it's wrapping up. You you have the vaccine, and now uh, you can just move on with your life after... You know, everything that's going on for the last, what, 15 months or
1: whatever it's been. Yeah, it's been, honestly, this this whole, I don't even want to say this whole pandemic, but most of this, I'd say a majority of this pandemic has basically summed up this season a tank, a mix of emotions of, you know, fear, anger, tears, happiness, sadness. Gosh. um, Although a couple things that I did want to, a couple of things I did kind of like that were kind of like small victories is that at least we're now not the only, we're now not the last of the two teams that no longer have a shorthanded goal Lawton managed to get that out of the way so hey I mean that's one of the positives
0: I always love that I think it was 2010 they went through the whole season without giving up a shorthanded goal until the very last game of the year I think they gave one up like uh it's 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 wild. Like it was such a calling card for them last year to be dangerous on the penalty kill, not only kill penalties but be dangerous. And it's just been a shit show this year, shorthanded.
1: Oh yeah, it's. And honestly, it, honestly, between the uh, between our power play and our penalty kill, it's just like it's like one it's one thing leads to another. It's like you know, for a while the penalty kill was doing well, and you know, then they started fucking everything up. And of course our power play was doing all right for a while. And then all of a sudden they started fucking up. And then at some point both were doing equally as bad. And you're literally, we're all literally sitting here just scratching our heads. Like what the fuck is going on? Like, (laughs) Oh my God. But yeah, it's just, let me tell you.
0: It's, it's been rough, man. Just even like, Like you said, like, yeah, I was paying attention to the game because I have to do this, but it's not like these shows are even about, you know, the individual games anymore. I was much much more tuned into the NFL draft than I was, you know, the freaking
1: Devils game tonight. I mean, to be fair, I was more wrapped into the freaking Hurricanes game because, my God, that was actually entertaining. (laughs) Hell of a lot more entertaining than this game, I'll tell you that much. I can't, that couldn't be hard. But, hey, we hit our over tonight, too, so... They uh they continue to cash for us. I'm actually pretty happy, you know. Uh I'm 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 really proud, not just for the Hurricanes, but a lot of the teams in the other divisions that, you know, actually know what they're doing and don't have this shit show that we have going. I mean, yes, granted we could be Buffalo and that's like ten times worse, but you know, we're not, thankfully. Obviously there's a lot of change that need to come this off season. Whether or not they take place is going to be on Fletcher. Of course, I kind of have my doubts with him if I'm being 100% honest. But... Well,
0: it's really hard not to, Nikki. and thanks a lot. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's on to the off season now. We can officially say, like, yeah, they still have games to play, but – and this is something I hit on last show. Man, they got to get Giroux and Couturier out of the lineup. Now that it's official, now that they're eliminated, like, this has to be it. These are guys who are going to be here, and you're just putting them in harm's way for shits and giggles. Like, it is a waste of fucking time. I know they're going to want to play again. you know, they're going to want to play against Pittsburgh. They're going to want to play against Washington. But you have to do what's best for the organization now. And what's best for the organization is guys like Giroux and Couturier cannot play for the rest of the year. Shut them down.
2: Warren Brody.
0: Warren, you're live on the postgame.
2: You know, I didn't watch the game tonight, but I'm proud of myself. But i like to – don't understand how a team night after night comes out in the first period and and doesn't compete. And, it's been a real problem for them. But how is it possible every night? I mean, 3 straight games against the, the Devils? It's like they're trying they're trying to get the coach fired.
0: Yeah, it's there's a lot going on behind the scenes. It's one of the years I wish like, I wish the beat reporters had more access than they do. Now, they still have some, and you can always text and call people. But, like, man, there's just more going on here
2: and, and than Fletcher, any of us know. Fletcher really misread the goaltending thing, the backup goaltending thing, the need for a, a younger, more sturdier backup. And, the, you know, obviously the defense thing, you know, and the Hayes thing. He 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 fucked that all up. He should get it fired. Is, I, it's, I'm, it's, I'm telling you, he's, he's inept.
0: He really, I I really think he is. Like, I have absolutely <laughs> zero confidence that Chuck Fletcher is the guy to turn this around. And that's a real shame because that means we will have literally wasted Claude Giroux's entire can, career if we have to start over with another can, general manager. Can
2: we get his boss's email over a Comcast and just bombard him with emails? Tell him sure, to get rid of him?
0: I'll uh well you just said it on the on the podcast, so if anyone out there has it, I'm sure it'll be on Twitter shortly. Thanks a lot, Warren. Uh Zach Boyle. Zach, you are live on the post game. Zach, are you with me? Zach once, okay, yeah, can you can you hear oh, me? There you are. Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah,
3: sorry about that. Um let me just start with a quick question before I get into my rant about this. Um if you were an upcoming free agent and Philly approached you and said, How much would it take for you to come and play for us? What would be your honest answer? Like all of Comcast's worth?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's the same as any free agent should answer that question to any team more than everybody else. Like that's how every free agent should always answer that question. Yeah. Uh, At this
3: point, I, I, it wouldn't even matter if I was the 13th forward, I'd be like, how much money you got? Like I'll, I'll take all of it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I started off the season with as much much excitement as everyone else and telling all my friends who, like, don't watch hockey, like, you've got to watch this team. If there's a team to watch at any point, this is the one. And I did that all the way up through the beginning and even when they started skidding out and then through COVID and then through all of this dog shit, just like, this isn't the team that you're actually going to see. And then the first period happens. And after that happened, after I think it was Bogquist put up the third one, I was like, you know what? Fuck it, Devils. Put up 12 more. Like, fuck <laughs> this team. I, I, I've never seen a team that deserves to be so, so, so badly like, publicly drawn and quartered than this team. Like, this is the worst effort of any Philly team, not just the Flyers, of any Philly team I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, if you're sitting on the bench and you watch the Devils come out in the first 30 minutes of the game with as much energy as they did and just punch you in the mouth, and they've been irrelevant for a decade, maybe more, how do you not take that personal? How do you not go out and like just just take the brunt of your stick and just hit someone in the head with it? I, I don't understand how that doesn't happen. Like When Coots scored the goal, fuck you, don't celebrate. You don't deserve a celebration. <laughs> just get back to the dot, get ready for the next shift. You do not deserve a pat on the back from anyone. Just get back to, and be like, nope, next shift, let's do this. I... I this game hit a breaking point for me. I'm not sure I even
0: want to watch next year. That's I feel you, Zach. And thanks a lot. Like that was something watching, watching tonight. Like, you know, I I think beating the devils in the first of these four games, they played three of them, but beating them that first time, being able to come back like they did and, uh, kind of just impose their will on them. I really think gave the flyers a, an incredibly false sense of security. Uh, with how hard they had to play to beat these Je- Devils teams. They thought the Devils had quit too. No, they hadn't. It, it's, it's just you that's not trying out there. And there's nothing that makes that more obvious than by getting blown out by one of the worst teams in the league. Like, they were on a 10-game losing streak. Now they've won two in a row. They've had leads on you in, in the first period in all three games. Like, it's a uh, – the Flyers are in a sad state right now. Hunter Moyer, Hunter, you are live.
4: What's up, Bill?
5: How's it going? Um not bad. Um back to what Nikki said how the Carolina game was more interesting. Honestly, I'd rather watch my fucking dog chase its tail for 60 minutes than watch the Flyers anymore. Um I, I've never been so disinterested in any team in any sport that I follow. Uh the, back I've hit a breaking point this season. It's 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 really bad. Um, and I don't know how I'm going to come back from it. There's going to have to be some serious changes. Um, I don't, I don't know what they do, but it's brutal. This, this was a brutal year, and uh, that, that's all I have. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, Hunter. Like it's going to take for me to have confidence that this team, for me to be as confident in this team next year as I was coming into this season. I mean, they're going to have to have a Danny Briere level off season. They're going to have to bring in, like, uh, a, a number of players. Changes are absolutely necessary. Just they need a mix-up in the locker room. They need a mix-up in terms of the message they're sending to their fan base. They need to switch up a whole lot in order to drum up. It seems energy not only amongst the fans, but on the fucking bench in the locker room. They don't seem to care.
4: Uh, Jeff Wahlberg. Yeah, Jeff, you Hey, live. Bill. You hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Great. So, you know, I'm an optimist, uh, as tough as it is here. And uh, so I try to look on the bright side because otherwise it's just going to go crazy. Um, My thoughts are, A, I'm pretty sure we've been in the dark and this whole season the players have been uh, in a conspiracy together to try to avoid getting picked up in the expansion draft. (laughs) That could very well be. So uh, now that I've come to that realization, you know, that makes sense. Um, but uh, th- but seriously, though, I mean, it's been tough to watch, absolutely. absolutely but we're going to be without hockey in, like, a couple weeks. And I'm just thinking back to what a gut punch it was when we were on that hot streak and then they canceled the season. And, you know, I, like, the worst thing at that time, the, the whole world is going to hell with the pandemic. And I'm just thinking to myself, God, and the Flyers. Like, that was the only thing on my mind. It's like, I wish I could watch the Flyers. And, like 100%. Uh, and we're, we're going to have that in a couple couple months. And I'm going to be, you know, have, we're going to have to go through the whole summer. And I'm going to be like, you know, as, as shitty as they are right now, I still like to watch them, you know? I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It's no. going to suck. I just want to savor it. And I hope that they can put string together some good plays to make it. At least a little exciting for the next few games because it's going to be the the last taste of the season, you know.
0: It will be. Uh, it's just that that taste in my mouth at this point. And thanks a lot, Jeff. That taste is just so so awful right now that I'm just ready to pack it in with this one. Uh, listen, that's man. Listen, a million things went wrong. Hockey's like the least important of all those things. Uh, but going back to March 2020. Was that it? Like, was that this team's moment? Was that this core's time to finally get it done? And uh, shit, they shut down the season, and it was just never the same. The team has never been the same since then. Uh, We go back to, you know, the playoffs against Montreal. They played well enough to win, but, you know, we thought this was a Stanley Cup contender, and Montreal gave them a hell of a run, and then... Yeah, they take the aisles to 7, but the 3 games they won like were coin flip overtime games, you know. It was uh it was just never never like it again and even when they started started this year hot, we were all sitting there watching going but they're not playing well. When they turn it around, that'll be cool, but they're not playing well and they never turned it around. They started playing worse and then they started losing every night. And uh now we're here. Eliminated from the playoffs with two, two weeks left in the season. Uh, Hunter, you're back up. Hunter.
5: Yeah, I, I wanted to add uh, one thing from what Zach said about um, how, how you don't get frustrated. And honestly, you, you can't get frustrated because if you get frustrated, nowadays, if you get frustrated and you take it out on someone on a big hit, you're going to be fucking fine. And it's I'm not ranting on the Flyers, but I'm ranting on the NHL the league is so fucking soft nowadays. Like, it's... I've lost... I don't want to say lost so much respect for the NHL, but it's every sport. And I've said this before, it's it's just not the same. Like, you look back to 2010 and 2011 when the Flyers and Penguins were at it and it was a heated rivalry. Like, it's fucking nothing now. Like, everyone's like, oh, the Flyers and the Penguins are playing tonight. I'm like, I don't give a shit because there's maybe 10 hits in the game. It's not the same. I don't... I don't know what else to take away from it, um, but yeah, that's it.
0: <laughs> Thanks a lot, Hunter. Like you know, everything changes. Um, it's just the way it is. Uh, you know, it's it's about protecting yourself from lawsuits. These leagues, they they just can't let you play that way anymore. Uh, do we have any more? Uh, do we have any more speaker requests? Otherwise, we're going to wrap it up for the evening. Uh, Josh Schuster, Josh, you are live on the post game
6: yeah i just i wanted to circle back to something that that Jeff had just said because i think he he made a really a really good point um and I didn't want it to to be swept kind of under the the rug of mire and misery uh, that is the uh twenty twenty one flyers um he brought up the time of when we all lost something that we love in, in watching the Flyers. Um, and this, this team this year has gotten us to the point where we are, are cheering for the sweet release of death, um, from this season. And it's, it's not even like we're, we're 30 years out uh looking back at that time of the pandemic when we didn't have hockey or being able to watch the Flyers Th- this is like a year ago and we're we're cheering for that sweet release of death over having to watch not not even the just insufferable Flyers Devils games but just the Flyers because it's just that bad um and I just thought he brought up a really, really good point um and maybe a change in perspective and as I will watch the slow, suffering death that is the end of this season <laughs> um but just the fact that you know this is another closing chapter of what is now becoming a yet another year of not having a Stanley Cup um as so many of my as I've lived for the next month and a half in the area of the New York Rangers fans as they continue to remind me without a cup. Um, but I have a couple of games left and just, I guess being able to just try to obtain some sense of positivity um, because I, I don't even know what, what else to cheer for at this point. Um, <laughs> Because it's just, it's so hard. I, I don't even really know that there's anything likable that's left. And I guess I, I tune into these because I, I like you, Bill. Oh, um, thanks. And, and I appreciate what you do. Um, and I know that all of us do, um, that you do this uh, most nights after the games. And so I, I I appreciate that, and that that's a positive. But um, I, I just, I appreciate what Jeff had said that, you know, just taking that into account of, Maybe not, just completely cheering for the sweet, slow release of death yeah. <laughs> uh, that is the Flyers. So,
0: no, that's uh, and thanks a lot, Josh. I think I think that's important to like think of that perspective. I guess if you're looking for something to take away, I guess you know I, I want to take away like I want to watch Wade Allison play more. I want to watch some young guys come up, make their debuts, get their chances. Zamola – Uh, Maybe Cam York gets a game at some point. I'm always rooting for those young guys because regardless of what they think, what we think they might turn into, just getting these couple of games, like they're getting to live their dream. And that's really cool. Uh, But the perspective of 13 months ago, we would have killed to be watching the Flyers. And, of course, a lot of that has to do with, you know, they were one game removed from a a nine game winning streak when the season ended. Uh, And we thought we were that hot team heading towards the playoffs and it was all taken away from us. But yeah, I I guess if you want to look at it from that perspective, you know, I kind of just want the season to end so I can get on with the rest of my life. But I understand, uh, I understand wanting to look for something else there. Uh, Let's see here. Zach Boyle, Zach, you have something else for us?
3: Yeah. I just wanted to expand on what Hunter said. Like I, man, I've had this thought for a very long time. I remember when I watched the 2011 playoff series between the Flyers and the Pens and I was in West Virginia checking out the college I was going to go to. And I was in the heart of Pittsburgh territory. And I remember sitting at a bar with my pops and watching that game. And I had never seen anything so amazing in my entire life. Nowadays, you you uh, get punched in the face by a fucking six D man and Connor Carrick, and the rest are just like, oh no, that's fair play. But you you take a run at Nolan Patrick and they're just and they're, they're just like, oh yeah, like no, that's good, that's good. Same team that uh you know just caused brain damage to a guy who has migraine migraine problems. Like no, that's all it's all fair play. But meanwhile, Ryan Reeves was on that Vegas team that went to the Stanley Cup, and Tom Wilson is still in the league. Like it's such it's such a two-faced bullshit of where they're like oh we can't be physical but you allow goons to continue to play the game and then on top of it how do you how do you really allow for these players to make the argument of you need to make make the game more safe for us it's like buddy you just signed a 15 million dollar contract to play the fucking sport that four-year-olds play what are you talking about like you agreed to this it'd be like going to a boxer and being like hey man you're about to go in the ring but uh you know, uh, any, any damage that befalls you isn't, you know, is, you know, that that's all on you. And they're like, yeah, no, that's cool. Whatever. How, how much are you paying me? 150 million. Cool. Got it. Like it's insane. The, the, the whole language of like, you need to protect us. is like, buddy, you signed up for this. You could have done anything with your life. You decided to play this contact sport with a frozen piece of rubber coming at you at 100 miles an hour and skate blades that could cut your throat and, like, being thrown into the end boards, getting punched in the face. Like, you signed up for this. This is not our responsibility. This is all on you. I I don't understand this whole argument.
0: Yeah, I I get it, Zach. It's just, like, the the inherent risk that you speak of, that's why there doesn't need to be extra. Like, I fully understand that. Like, everybody signs up for some sort of inherent risk. Like, you you drive a car, yes, but then they put seatbelts in the fucking car. Like I don't know it's everything just changes everything moves on it's that's just the way it goes, like you talk about boxing, they realized the thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth rounds are where all the injuries happen. so you know what they did? shortened fights to twelve rounds it's it, everything changes just the way just the way it goes it's if if you get mad about it, you're just gonna be mad like i I'm more mad about the diving call they called on a Or the diving find that they called on Matt Barzell uh, yesterday, like gets hooked down clearly, uh, yanked down to the ice, and they find him for diving because, I don't know, it just shows me the league has no fucking clue what it's doing. Like that, more than anything, uh, is what frustrates me, is the inconsistency throughout everything that the league tries to do. Like you want to cut down on hits to the head? Well, then somebody punching somebody in the face, like, with a glove on when it's not, a, like, a, a fight? Like, that should automatically be a penalty. But somehow, like, that head contact isn't real head contact. But other incidental head contact is, even though it's just in the course of the play, like, that inconsistency is what drives me nuts more than anything. Jeff, and then
4: we're going to wrap it up. Jeff, all yeah, we're All right, Bill. Uh, so, in, just to give, I, I have a plan for what to root for after the season ends for us. And uh, I apologize if you guys have already talked about this. It's been a little while since I've chimed in on these just because it's been shitty. Um, but uh, uh, I'm thinking we should all just root for Michael Raffle to hoist the Stanley Cup. <laughs> I like him. He's a cool guy. You know, I don't really have anything against the Capitals. They're not really a huge, it's not like Pittsburgh to me. So, like, and, and look, then they actually have a decent shot at it. So, if we just all root for just Michael Roffle, um you know, we might, maybe we'll see some exciting hockey and you know have something to be happy about.
0: Yeah, if, if people want to do that, um, you know that's their prerogative. After after chemo teaming, and I said I'm never doing it again. I'm never rooting for guys who played here but didn't win here. Now, if say the Toronto Maple Leafs go to the Stanley Cup final and I don't have any real attachment to the teams left because it's not the flyers. Wayne Simmons being on the Toronto Maple Leafs could somehow kind of, uh, like that'll weigh in my, my decision on who to root for like Wayne Simmons being on that team. But especially a guy like Michael Raffle who just never actually did shit for anybody. I don't, I don't care if he never wins the cup. I don't care if he never plays again. That doesn't change my life a little bit. Uh, I, uh, I don't, I don't give two fucks about Michael Raffle. He was a guy who was here eight years, and in those eight years, the team was worse than it really ever was for any eight-year stretch in its history. So, I uh, whatever. Um, Wayne Simmons was like a real contributor and one of the toughest motherfuckers who ever lived. But honestly, after Chemo team and and after uh, Utley and Rollins retired, I-, I was done. I'm done rooting for former Philly athletes and those guys at least Utley and Rollins like. Did actually win here. So it was like, yes, I will continue to root for you because you did something for me. Uh, Michael Raffel, I mean, it, unless, like, you know, I, I eat at his fucking restaurant after he retires, I don't see him ever actually doing anything for me. He hasn't to this point. So uh, I don't see that being the reason I root for the Washington Capitals. All right, everybody, that is all the time I have for you tonight on the BSH Radio Locker Room Live post game. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for hanging out. And if you haven't already, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts. And boom, content, content, content. You'll love it. You won't have to go anywhere else for your Flyers coverage. You'll have everything you need right there. Broad Street Hockey, the podcast feed. Visit the website, broadstreethockey.com, every now and then. They like that. Uh, So, yeah, that's it. Thanks a lot, everybody. Only a couple of these left. So, until next game, have a great week, everybody